Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It's Wednesday, October 4th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we're $33 trillion in debt on track to hit $50 trillion by the year 2030. We continue to fund the government with continuing resolutions and omnibus spending bills. And that's one of the reasons why eight Republicans joined up with some Democrats and booted Kevin McCarthy from his speakership. D- did you ever have a friend, Casey, who no matter what occurred, the problem was never them. Oh, yeah. And no matter how hard or interventions or whatever you might have tried to get this person to see, when it's just one thing after another, it's never them. And what will often happen, and if you have friends who have needed interventions or have had serious addictions to something or serious uh, lapses in behavior that might be harmful to them, what you will see is when you approach them with evidence of the thing, oftentimes you become the bad guy. Even though you're coming from a position of, look, this has gone on long enough. We're concerned for your health, your mm-hmm. safety. You're, you're, you're doing harm to people around you. This has gone on long enough and this must stop. Those people will often react with Anger, Anger. right? I've talked quite a bit about, there's a guy I work with who I really, really respect at my other job who, and he's been quite public about this, which is why he said, you can talk about it all you want, who had a very serious drug problem in his early 20s. And someone very close to him, they tried multiple times to get him help. He didn't want it. He wouldn't take it. And then someone very, very close to him died of a drug overdose. And it was suddenly, that was the moment in which he said, I will be next because we use from the same group of people. We get the same type of product. It's amazing. That wasn't me, what she took. I'm very lucky to be alive. But for all these years, when his family was trying to get him help, it was the angry response of you're the bad person for daring to point out my flaws. Yeah, but you no, you're the bad person. And this is the way Matt Gates is being treated. Right. He's simply pointing out this is unsustainable. You admitted it was unsustainable when you ran for public office, you being the Republicans in the House last year, Mm -hmm. because the centerpiece of your campaign was spending's out of control and inflation is out of control and they're tied together and we're going to fix it. You admitted it. You guys set up guardrails because you don't trust yourselves, which is what you admitted when you voted for McCarthy with all the guardrails. And now you're mad that because you were the addict who was doing the thing again, we said it's time for you to go to rehab because that's the guardrails and what we agreed to. No, you're an a-hole. That's what they're saying to Matt Gates because you're making me go to rehab. You're holding me to the guardrails I agreed to. They agreed to this, Casey. Mm -hmm. Kevin McCarthy could have been ousted because he agreed to the parameters because nobody trusted him and rightfully so. Okay, what do you say to the people that are saying, uh, my vote is with Kevin McCarthy. I'm on his side, not the eight fringe Republicans who sided with the Democrats to take down our Republican majority. But uh, hypothetically, even if... Hakeem Jeffries mm-hmm. were to become the Speaker of the House. What's the difference? Republicans still have the majority. Yeah, but what's the difference? Let's say Hakeem Jeffries did become Speaker of the House. Let's say Nancy Pelosi became Speaker of the House. 
What's the difference? What have the Republicans done in the past nine months, despite having the power to do whatever they want because they control the budget, because it emanates from the House? Mm-hmm. They've had two opportunities, rock solid, lock them in opportunities to fix spending, entitlements, the border, whatever they wanted. What have they done, Casey? Well, it's the speaker gets to determine the agenda. But what have they done? They this have, is my point. Yeah. What What is it for all these people who are huffing and puffing about McCarthy this and McCarthy that and blah, blah, blah. What have you done? You are snails pace investigating Joe Biden, which I have no confidence in they'll actually impeach Joe Biden. I mean, if you ask me to bet right now, I would absolutely bet that they are not going to vote to impeach Joe Biden. But that even that doesn't help anybody. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what comes out about Biden, but it's not like the Senate's going to convict him. It's an exercise in political theater. What have the Republicans actually done to follow through on the campaign promises they made last year and say, well, we defunded the IRS. No, you didn't. Well, you did it in a meaningless bill that you knew wasn't going to pass. You had a chance to defund the IRS in the debt ceiling and this spending bill. You didn't do it because you don't want it. So what What do I care if Hakeem Jeffries is the speaker? What do I care if Nancy Pelosi is the speaker? It doesn't matter. Nothing ever changes. At least now we're all talking about it and the Republicans are finally getting a dish of their own medicine, which is what it's like to be stabbed in the back by one of your own. Okay, I want to go back to something that was said during the Republican debate, and it was an exchange between Mike Pence and Nikki Haley. They were talking about abortion and pro-life, and Nikki Haley was commenting that she would like to get a consensus. This is the way the country feels. And Mike Pence interjected and he said, that's not leadership. Yeah. So whose leadership here? Is it Kevin McCarthy trying to get the consensus and working with everybody with a continuing resolution? Or is it Matt Gates who's saying enough is enough? Think about this as a parent, right? You're a parent. Mm-hmm. I'm a parent. There are throngs of women who hope to someday make Kevin a parent. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Kev, you keep an ear on this one. I am not to the point where I have to lay down ground rules because I have a three-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. You you have gone through that. You have an adult child now. Yep. Or to steal a Hunter Biden phrase. Yeah. <laughs> Except she's not 50. She's 22. But I'm sure as you went through that process, you laid down ground rules and you found, and the reason your child is so well-behaved today and so polite and respectful is because she knew to respect the ground rules or there would be consequences for not doing that. That is all Matt Gates did is say, we, the House, had to be parents because no one trusted Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy agreed, as kids do with their parents, right? Here's the rules. Do you understand? Yes. And Kevin McCarthy broke the rules, as Republicans have broke the rules many, many, many times. And Kevin McCarthy is now out of the House because, or is grounded, or mm-hmm. what? You know, whatever the consequence is. Because if you keep letting your kids break the rules and there's no consequence, they just keep breaking the rules. And in this case, spending. Just keep on spending. And it would be as if all of your neighbors found out, hey, Harold's Harold's kid Floyd uh, keeps breaking out of the house and joyriding and causing damage to property. Uh and, and Harold finally found out about, finally said enough's enough. And now Floyd can't leave his room for the next three weeks because Floyd can't be trusted. 
it would be as if the parent, the neighbors, instead of saying, hey, good job, Harold. Thanks for getting that troublemaker off the street and finally holding that kid accountable. We hope he learns his lesson. They're pointing at Harold going, well, you're a horrible parent. How dare you do that to little Floyd? But Floyd's doing damage to everyone, and Floyd promised not to do this any anymore. And no, Harold, you're a t- that's the House Republicans. That's Office Hopper Aaron Houchin. That's Bouchon. That's Jimbo. The, you know, all of these people are acting like the parent who is holding the kid accountable and enforcing the rules of the house are the bad guy instead of the kid who lied again and was committing all sorts of terrible acts. Almost like an enabler. Yes. So, uh, real quick, uh, because I've got to address something Tony said on the morning show because it's really important and I was really taken aback by it and we got to address it. But before we do that, have you noticed what the Republicans are doing to the Democrats now? They are kicking leadership out of these cushy offices. They are. Isn't that shocking? I, You know what? I, I said this last night to the dude. Oh, my gosh. They're kicking Nancy Pelosi out of her office. Uh, the interim speaker said she has until the end of the day today to get out. And he said, what do you mean kicking her out of her office? <laughs> out of her physical <laughs> office. And he was surprised by that. Yeah, no. Kevin McCarthy never made her leave the speaker's office. She's been there this whole time. So think about on what, and they did it to Steny Hoyer this morning, who is the House Minority Leader, I think is his title now. He was the Majority Leader, and I think he's Minority Leader is his title now. So think about how. What do we tell you on this show? It's two sides of the same coin, or two same side. What is that? I'm I'm doing a George Busher. They're the same people, Casey. It's the it does it's the same picture. Yes, right. It's the same correct. picture. Yes, thank you. Like George Bush, shame on me. Whatever. Anyway, there there is no difference between these two parties. Think about this. So Nancy Pelosi loses the speakership, mm-hmm. and Steny Hoyer loses the House Majority Leader position. And we are told during the campaigns, oh, these people are destroying America. They're awful for America. You've got to elect us to fix the problems. What do they do? They let them stay in these cushy offices, and then, and only then, when they don't prop up the establishment guy, now the Republicans are saying, hey, you're out of here. You got to go. Not because of anything, not because of the trillions they added to the debt or the fact that they tried to get you fired from your job if you didn't get an experimental vaccine or any of the uh, the Green New Deal. or None of that is the problem to the Republicans to kick them out of the office. None of the immense damage that Pelosi and Hoyer and others did to this country. No, they're fine with that. You know when they said you got to go? When you don't back our guy. Hmm. We're all on the same team or what are you guys doing? We all play for the same team. Uh, these people are so passive aggressive and so two-faced and I can't tell you when I first got elected, everybody wanted to be my best friend. And we used to chuckle about this because there was a, a window where you get elected before you take office. And we used to chuckle, me and our my close friends, about, I see through this. Most people don't when they come into an elected office. These people aren't actually your friend. They want something. And I said, this is going to last about eight seconds once I start. And Casey, it lasted about mm-hmm. eight seconds. Mm-hmm. The, If you need to see everything we have been telling you on this show about how there is no difference between these two sides, that if you are a person who votes, well, my gosh, I got to vote Republican. I can't have a Democrat in there. There is no difference. They only kicked them out when they stopped propping up the establishment stooge that was doing most of the things that they had done before. All right, Casey, we've got to we've got to address what Tony said this morning on his show, Mm -hmm. because. Um, I mean, I, I was really taken aback by it, 
and um, uh, it's just not it's not right and it's not accurate. And I'm going to go to bat for I think many people in our in our audience. All right, we've also got to discuss who could be next. That's coming up with Kendall and Could Casey. Could be you. <laughs> you never know. It's 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. After 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So McCarthy relied on Democratic votes to get the continuing resolution uh, deal passed on Saturday. Matt Gates accused him of making a secret side deal. And uh, this is where this this confrontation between these two has been brewing for a while. Some people are calling it personal. Some people are calling it political. What say you? All right. So before we get into this, I want to tell you what being a conservative means to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how I judge if people are conservative. And you can tell me, Casey, because you're the voice of reason here. If anything I'm saying is, Rob, you're just totally out of bounds on this. Does that seem fair? Sure. Being a conservative to me means that you pay your bills with the money you have. So for example, my wife uh, had a baby. She was pondering not going back to work potentially. And so as a man, I stepped up and said, we've got a pair of bills, I'm gonna get a second job. Now, she has continued to work and that's great and she really loves her job and we just have <laughs> some extra money <laughs> until inflation <laughs> takes care of that. But the point is, as a conservative, I said, I'm not going to someone with a hand out. I'm going to figure out a way to pay my bills because that's my obligation to society. Mm -hmm. Being a conservative to me in terms of government means that we don't spend money on wasteful things, that we are accountable to people for the money that we spend. It's someone else's money because even the printed money is a future generation's money that you're choosing to spend. So we pay our bills, we are responsible with our money, we are transparent with our money, and we are accountable with the money that we spend. In a very short, simplistic way, at least from a fiscal perspective, that is what being a conservative means to me. Is any of that, mm -hmm. is any of that illogical, irrational, radical, right-wing, conspiracy theory, is any of that out of bounds? No. And by those standards, I'm very conservative too. Okay. So, when the debate for the Speaker of the House was going on, because newsflash, your representative does not matter. Sorry, doesn't matter. When you are voting for a representative, whether it is senators or Congressman, you are voting for leadership. Leadership is what matters. Same thing with the Democrats, same thing with the Republicans. You're voting for leadership because leadership drives the agenda. Why do you think these people hang on forever? They aspire to move up to leadership because that's where the power is. And so the vote that mattered in all of this, and we, we, look, we were saying this at the time, right? The vote that mattered is the vote for leadership. And so when you had people 
like Jim Banks and Jim Jordan and Thomas Massey and all these people who were purported to be conservatives voting for Kevin McCarthy, I said, you are not a conservative because you know how the game is played, Mr. Representative. If I know how it's played, watching from afar, you know how it's played in the system. And you know leadership is what matters. Leadership drives the bus. Leadership makes all the decisions. The rest of you, for the most part, are just rank-and-file stooges who some of you might have a better social media presence than someone else. And so when Jim Banks came on this radio station and many others and was like you know, clapping and cheering and rockets red glare, lots of bombs in the air for Kevin McCarthy. I said, you're not a conservative. Kevin McCarthy's not a conservative. His whole legislative life was about growing government, about making government more expensive, about making government more more unaccountable, about making government less transparent. That's Kevin McCarthy's whole legislative life. So if you are willing to vote, not just vote, but cheerlead in the case of someone like Jim Banks, for a guy whose entire track record, who will drive the agenda for the nation, Mm -hmm. if you're willing to vote for that guy, then no, you are not a conservative because you are putting someone in a position who will not do conservative things. Again, is there anything radical right wing or conspiracy theory or ridiculously flawed with that way of thinking, Casey? No, leadership puts out the agenda. All right. So Tony Katz went on his morning show today and he was talking about people like me who have said if you voted for Kevin McCarthy. And by the way, I got a great track record when I actually governed of being conservative, cutting taxes, reforming government, putting money where it would help the community away from things that were wasteful. I walked the walk, Casey, Mm -hmm. to great consternation and pushback and all the other things. So I have the high ground to talk about this. I have the high ground and the experience to say I was there and I stood up for what was right. Tony Katz went on his morning show and was addressing this very topic. People like me who had the audacity to say Jim Banks is not a conservative because he voted for Kevin McCarthy. And he said this. Anybody who thinks that keeping Kevin McCarthy proves you're not a conservative is an unserious person. You want to fight about it? Good. Let's do that. Play it again, Kevin. Anybody who thinks that keeping Kevin McCarthy proves you're not a conservative is an unserious person. You want to fight about it? Good. Let's do that. Okay. So are you guys trying to out conservative each other at this point? I'm trying to get the country back on track, Casey. And look, I come in here and do my job every day the same way Tony does. I am a serious person. I am serious about holding the Republicans accountable. I am serious about holding the Republicans to their word. That is what this whole show is all about, Casey. Is us, me, you, Kevin, trying to hold conservatives to their word. People who profess to be conservatives. Trying to point out your vote matters. Trying to tell our audience how the system works. Look, reasonable people can disagree, but I would ask to Tony, and maybe he'll address it today on his midday show, what have the Republicans done 
in terms of actual accomplishment. Now, simply voting to defund the IRS that is not going to pass, that is not an accomplishment. They have had not one but two opportunities to enact whatever changes they wanted because they controlled the money. And Joe Biden on the debt ceiling told them, we've got to pass the debt ceiling. We've got to raise the debt ceiling. They could have gotten whatever they wanted. They got nothing. What have the Republicans actually accomplished under Kevin McCarthy that you would define as a conservative? And by default, how does someone who has repeatedly and and boisterously supported someone in leadership who has not done those things, how does that make them a conservative? And maybe maybe he'll hear this right now. Maybe he will address that. But I really, really disagree with the fact that you are an unserious person if you are for holding the Republicans accountable for their votes. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute. Questions, comments, smart remarks. It is time for your voicemails at 1034 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. A lot of people saying this morning, I'm on Gates' side. I'm on McCarthy's side. A lot of people saying uh, Gates has lost his mind and he's ruining the Republican Party. And uh, somebody had called Rob and had a had something to say in regards to something that Tony Katz had said this morning on the air. Okay, so for the record, I do not pick the voicemails anymore. I handed that over to Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you love the voicemails, you can give Casey all of the credit. If you say these are terrible voicemails, it's all on Casey. And when you call the voicemail, Mm -hmm. Casey's the one picking them, so you should probably talk about things you think would be interesting to Casey, because (laughs) she is the sole decider now of who who lives or lives or dies uh, on the voicemail line. All right. Somebody uh, had a few comments about uh, the same thing you just mentioned moments ago. Hey, Kendall and Casey, this is uh, Tim Driver here in Indianapolis. Has uh, Tony Katz lost his Republican mind? Kevin McCarthy was a closet Democrat. Everybody's complaining about Matt Gates going to the Democrats to get his votes. Well, isn't that what Kevin McCarthy did first? Didn't he go to the Democrats to get his spending bill uh, passed? You know, there's a hypocrisy here that, uh, that really burns me up because... Tony Katz is out there saying Matt Gates was wrong. Matt Gates stood up for what was right. And he's one of the only Democrats, him and this Freedom Caucus, are the only ones who are standing up for, for us Republican Americans. I'm getting sick of Tony trying to say that, that, that he was wrong. He wasn't wrong. He's the only one standing up for us with our rhinos or, or pocket uh, Democrats that are have flooded this Republican Party. So Tony Katz can go fly a kite. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great day. All right. Well, everybody should totally listen to Tony. He's on noon to three. I'm sure he's going to have a lot more on this. And everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. But we operate, we, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I think you kind of were in agreement last segment. 
we operate from the standpoint of being a conservative and what that means. We laid that out, being responsible with your money, paying your bills, being accountable with the money you spend, being transparent with the money you spend. None of that was happening under Kevin McCarthy, and there was nothing in Kevin McCarthy's track record that would lead anyone to believe who is mm-hmm. being remotely honest as an, as, you know, in an intellectually honest uh, conversation that he would do that as Speaker of the House. You know, it's like Homer Simpson famously once said, I guess some people never change or quickly change and then quickly change right back. That, 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 that's who he is. So the vote for McCarthy to me and the repeated support of McCarthy to me is the most important thing because the leadership drives the agenda. Mm-hmm. If you and this is why people why are you so mean to Jim Banks? Jim Jim Banks actually had the gravitas and the clout. If Jim Banks had come out during the speaker vote and said, you know what, I've seen enough of this, I'm out. Jim Banks would have probably bought 50 people with him in terms of stopping Kevin McCarthy. And he knows that. And Jim Banks is a really bright guy. He knew what Kevin McCarthy would be. But Jim Banks desired to be a United States senator more than he desired to put the the position of the country first. And so as such, he chose to kiss the ring finger. And look, it's worked out well for Jim. Look, he's had no competition in his Senate primary. They're trying to kick poor John Rust off the ballot because he has the audacity to run against him. And the state party lined up behind him and is is totally tipping the scales in in his favor. And just look at what they're trying to do to keep John Rust off the ballot. Jim Banks played the game and the game was, I will support the guy who will not do a good job, even though I know better in order to better myself. And it worked out for him. So no, I'm not going to say that that's conservative. I'm not, I'm not going to say that that's good or right because everything we told you was going to happen with Kevin McCarthy has happened. How is it possible that the radio people could know that and someone uh, just with the intellectual capacity of a Jim Banks couldn't. Mm-hmm. That's the, He knew. Okay, well, I'm going to go back to a question that I posed earlier. Do you think leadership is building a consensus and having the majority and everybody on the same page or do you view leadership as someone who can go it alone to hold people accountable? Leadership is the ability to coalition build for what you believe is right. Kevin McCarthy did coalition build for mm-hmm. what he believed was right. Mm-hmm. By that by that uh, standard, Kevin McCarthy was a resounding success. Kevin McCarthy believes in big government, big cost, big debts and deficits, and he was perfect with that. Matt Gates had the audacity to say, you promised something different. You agreed to consequences if you didn't fulfill your promise. I am holding you accountable to the promises that you made and did not and did not keep. I do not think it makes you a crackpot or a kook or a weirdo or whatever else if you say that if you know better and you know how the system works and you choose to select someone who you know will govern in a certain way, then I am not going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you are a conservative just because you vote on things that you know, know have no chance of passing. You, you have it, Jim Banks and Jim Jordan and Thomas Massey and the rest of these people had an opportunity to make a difference. They chose not to. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie and say I think you're conservative. All right. We've got another phone call about the uh, speaker vote and how there is no plan to move forward. 
I'm just going to go ahead and give my take on it, and I want to make go ahead and put a disclaimer here. This is not a defense of Kevin McCarthy in any way. I don't really think he was that effective of a speaker, and I certainly was not in favor of him when the original speaker vote took place in January. I think it was poorly thought. It was poorly planned. And I feel like if you're going, and it's my understanding that if you're going to oust a Speaker of the House, you at least need to have somebody as backup who you're going to nominate immediately. You don't just do it without a plan. And Gates, just he's just not a serious guy. And this is, I think, and it's, he's not doing this to hold someone accountable. This is a guy who aligns with a lot of, who, a lot, who is his daddy, he's in politics because his daddy got him in there. You know, much like many other family dynasties. But the problem is he thought he had a bunch of Democrats with him. And again, this is not a defense of McCarthy, but it almost looks like Gates is showing who he's always been, just as Donald Trump is not a conservative. So and and it's also very telling. Look, even uh, he should have had a plan if he was serious about it, if he wasn't trying to grift off of it for cash. I feel like he would have at least had a plan to have a backup speaker. That's what you got to do if you're going to house somebody. Okay. He didn't do it. So his point is there's no plan. Who's going to be the speaker? Now we have an interim oh. speaker right now. Oh no, Casey, the government might not function. Oh boy, that'd be boy, that'd be that'd be that'd be terrible. Like, oh, you mean like the border might be open or <laughs> Like, like what would what would happen if the federal government had shut down? What what uh, what, what would be the worst thing that would happen that's okay, already the, happening? There are some museums that would have been closed. Oh, People boy. wouldn't have been able to get their flood insurance. Ooh, okay, that was pretty much it. Uh, like, I mean, yeah. we act like this. I mean, the Republicans have done nothing to change the status quo. So, if they had simply just not shown up to work, the status quo would still be in effect, which the status quo is still in effect. So, who cares? What do I care? If Hakeem Jeffries gets in there, what do I care if it's Nancy Pelosi? Nothing has changed under the Republicans, just like nothing ever changes under the Republicans. What a backup backup plan. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not the one who lied to everybody. Do you think it's weird that the House plans to leave for a week and will hold a speaker election next Wednesday? Bingo, Casey. Can you say that again for those out in listener land? The House plans to leave for a week and will hold a speaker election next Wednesday. It's such a dire emergency that they're taking a week off work. Not having a speaker is such a dire emergency, Casey, (laughs) that they took a week off work. These people are highly fraudulent individuals. They are the ones who are not serious. They are the, I'll always love, it, it's time for the adults to go, oh, adding $33 trillion to our nation's debt, that's being an adult? Uh, out of control inflation, that's being an adult? Not sor- solving our border issue, that's that's being an adult? Uh, sending hundreds of billions of dollars to a country who doesn't even like us with no accountability whatsoever, that's being an adult? No, I don't care, Casey. Let me say as clear as I possibly can. If the federal government were to simply just go away tomorrow, like we would never have a federal government ever again, I think I would be absolutely just fine with that because we don't really have one right now, and what they do makes my life worse. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC 1044. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 1047. It's Kendall and-
Kelly Casey on 93 WIBC. So in our last segment, we mentioned Kevin McCarthy out as Speaker of the House. And last night, he gave a really, really long speech afterwards. It just kept going and going and going. It was like his swan song. Yeah. But in it, he said that he was not going to be running for Speaker again. So. Oh, it's a shame. Who's up next? Uh, is this the, you, you, you were in music radio for a long time. Mm-hmm. This is the Backstreet Boys. No, that was NSYNC. That's sync. Okay. Was this the one where they're puppets and they're moving around as puppets? Was this the music video where they're the puppets? I'm not sure. Come I'm on. I'm not sure. The, did you, didn't you do top 40 radio? I wasn't watching videos. The the yes! cover, the artwork yes! shows them in, uh, under curtains. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. This is in sync. Bye, bye, bye. Where they're puppets. With the strings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is okay. the perfect song to play for what's going on right now. Because you have, gosh, how did I know this and you didn't? I don't know anything that happened after 1985. <laughs> I'm looking to you and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so the music, the cover of the album. And it's I, orange, isn't it? Yeah. And, okay. the, and it's the yeah. NSYNC, which was Justin Timberlake and the, mm-hmm. the rest of those guys. And they're like puppets on a string yeah. because that's what the boy bands are. They were puppets, puppets pulled up. by yeah. very rich, powerful people to make those people money. This is exactly what's going on right now in our government on full. Gosh, I am so underpaid. The fact that I'm putting all this together Uh, They should be tripling my salary for this. You think about, you have people who know better. They know what Kevin McCarthy was. They know how he governed. They know how he planned to govern. They know that he lied to people. And yet they are out uh, ferociously Mm -hmm. defending him on social media, on in in television interviews. Mm -hmm. And they are just having a string pulled. By the power brokers, because, well, you can't dare upset the power broker because that's how you get in real trouble. Jason Hammer, hello. Can I just tell you what I saw downtown? (laughs) (laughs) You're late. What happened? Well, this is true. And I wish I could have got video because people are going to think I'm making this up. But I was driving downtown, getting ready to pull into our garage. I couldn't quite get my phone out to record because I was driving in downtown's chaos. But there's a guy, and I'm willing to bet he's probably homeless. I mean, he looks like a mess, disheveled, just yelling nonsense. But he's on the corner, and this is over there by the mall where Illinois Street is, near the Arts Garden. He's got a cup of coffee in his hand. Mm -hmm. I I believe it's a cup of coffee. (laughs) And he's raising it up in the air, and he's waving to people like he had just won the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Like he's doing a parade. Yeah. And he's celebrating this one cup of coffee. And I started thinking to myself, I don't know if that's sad or awesome. Because on one hand, it sucks that this dude is homeless downtown, and he's clearly not in his right mind. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, Look how happy that guy is yeah. right now. About one like, cup of coffee. It's like he's in a parade mm-hmm. and he's waving to people and he's pointing to the coffee yeah. and he's waving to people. I waved at him back. Yeah, I think you. I think you engaged in the proper manner. You don't know if the person could be dangerous. You can't go up to him, but I think w- simply waving back was mm-hmm. absolutely the correct decorum there. Right, right. And you see a lot of characters downtown. Yeah. We work on the circle. We're not making this up. I mean, I've got video of a dude who was outside of our window treating his body like an amusement park. <laughs> Casey, you're laughing. I've shown it to you. Um, <laughs> and these are the types of things that we see on the regular. This guy, I don't believe he was a threat, mm-hmm. but I mean, just 
dirty shirt, holes in his pants, yeah. you know, looked a little scruffy. But my man had a cup of coffee, and he he thought that he was the king. Wouldn't it be nice if you could find joy like that over something smaller? Oh, like I found the joy coffee. today, Casey. Oh, I, I know you did. That joy. Today me, is my, I, know. I am that guy with a cup of coffee. He is full of glee Let me today. hold up my Dr. Pepper can here. <laughs> so here's where I'm at with this whole thing, yeah. right? And... I feel like, I don't know if this is a cop-out. I feel like I'm Abdul here, because you never get a good answer from Abdul. You get cop-out bullcrap. But the the former athlete in me, mm-hmm. you know, many, 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 many moons ago, I believe momentum and winning is important. Yeah. So for me, it's all about 2024. Does what happened yesterday mm-hmm. help the Republicans win in 2024. Does it keep the momentum? Because if you buy into polling, the Republicans had the momentum, basically because the Democrats were tripping over their own cranks. But take it for what it is. Hunter Biden was in court yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's interrogations of Biden's inner circle. All these things, bad polling. It seemed like the Republicans, sometimes against better their better wishes, had the momentum. Does this help them in 2024? But, but what have the Republicans done that would make you care at all about whether they win or not? I mean, what, what, this is the question we keep having. Like, people are, oh, you've totally disrupted the Republican Party. And, and I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm saying, like, these these politicians on social media calling Gates a chaos agent. It's like, you agreed. It's like, like Because not- I believe Donald Trump would be better at the border. Assuming Donald Trump is the nominee, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be, unless there's some sort of legal stuff. As many faults as he had as president, I thought he did a pretty good job at the border. And right now, you see what's happening at the border. It's going to change the electorate. It's going to change what's happening in hospitals. A lot of these, quote, sanctuary cities, law-abiding citizens, American citizens, can't get in because it's loaded with people coming across the border. The drug problem coming across the border, that's a big deal for me. So Trump was truthing yesterday, and he was saying something along the lines of how come Republicans are doing all this infighting when they should be attacking Biden and the Democrats instead. Right. I'm not mad that McCarthy was removed. Is there really a bad time to remove a swamp monster? <laughs> okay, I get it. But I'm just looking at would the timing have been better if this would have been done earlier in the year? Because McCarthy hasn't changed who he is. Why not do this before you know Hunter's going to court and before Joe Biden's got all this stuff going on? Well, the egregious mistake, and we talked about this on the, at, on the air at the time, the egregious mistake those 20 people made was making a deal with McCarthy because he never intended to keep the deal and he just figured he'd get away with lying like Republicans always, always do. Here's, I guess, where I'm at with it, though. But, I, I of course, I never would have voted for him to begin with. You're not voting for Jefferson Shreve because he has essentially stabbed you in the back and he has gone after you instead of doing the things that a person needs to do, which is go after Joe Hogsett and these violent offenders to clean up he the city. He blames me right. for the hellhole of Indianapolis. Right. And if you look at yesterday, the response from these Republicans, they showed you what they are. They're more mad at Matt Gates. They showed more Aaron Houchin and Bouchon and Pence, showed more disdain and hatred for Matt Gates than they have Joe Biden. And that's where they are. It's the it's like they didn't kick Pelosi and Hoyer out of their offices until they voted to remove McCarthy. But would the timing have been better when there was some piece of good news out there for the Democrats? Because that's how the game works, right? You wait for the other side to have some sort of piece of good news, and then you do something to steal the spotlight. I nominate you for speaker. I feel like you would get this country back on track. I'm down. Do you I think am that down. this puts Trump in a position, though, to be like a great unifier? 
No, because that I don't even think that's a role that he wants. He doesn't want to unify these people that tried to lock him up and you know give him all these charges. No, this is the payback tour. This is the revenge tour for Donald Trump. What's coming up this afternoon? I'm trying to do my best in sync as a puppet over here. You can't see me, of course, because the camera's broken. What's coming up? Boy, you are so upset about this camera. We spent a segment on our show yesterday about how upset you are about this camera not being on I'm sorry, face. Chubby. You don't look this good. You'd be upset, too. People couldn't see you. He's You're in like, a fighting mood, Hammer. Just let it go. It's like the first thing out of your mouth yesterday. Oh, poor camera thought on me. It's Kendall Casey on 93 WIBC.